All right, what's up, Michigan? My name is Lauren Plant. Welcome to another edition of State Champs Hang Times Michigan Podcast, presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers over two dozen varsity NAIA collegiate sports at Lawrence Tech, including men's basketball. Recruit yourself by going to ltuathletics.com and clicking on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are on the table at Lawrence Tech. Hangtime Michigan is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA needs officials. It's great part-time pay. You can stay connected to the game we all love. Visit MHSAA.com for details. The Michigan Army National Guard is the official military supporter of the MHSAA and a supporter of Hangtime, as are the great physical therapy and sports medicine professionals with the Detroit Medical Center. Check out our Game Changers segments on the network. Great tips on making you a better, faster, stronger, healthier athlete. These are quick segments and even quizzes chock full of really great info. The entire playlist is on our State Champs uh, network social media pages and our State Champs YouTube channel. And if you are in pain or injured, if you're in Southeast Michigan for immediate care, go to dmc.org slash game changers. You can't get better care anywhere. All right. This is the companion podcast to our State Champs Michigan Hangtime digital show. TJ Kelly is here with me and joining us for this week's Chalk Talk sponsored by the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan is the head coach of the Traverse City St. Francis Gladiators, Sean Finnegan. Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes to join us here on Hangtime. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me. All right, it's good to see you. Now, uh, we always like to start our conversations, Coach, asking about your coaching journey. So what got you into coaching? Can you tell us, you know, maybe some of your mentors and also your experience uh, at Traverse City St. Francis? Yeah, I uh, I came from a small school, Bel Air, played for a, a really old school coach, Stan Sexton. I think he's in the Hall of Fame in the state now. Um it was very hard on me and old school mentality. And I think a lot of the lessons he taught me, I figured out later in life. I uh, didn't really connect at the time being a young, dumb high school kid. But uh, uh, I went on to play college football at Michigan Tech. And my offensive coordinator up there, Tom Curley, ended up connecting with me real well. And between the two of them, those would be my two mentors, I'd say. And uh, after my playing career was done, I spent one year as a student assistant coach under him just kind of learning what it takes to do some of that and fell in love with it um right out of college got an opportunity to start helping out and coaching at traverse city west and i spent 10 years there as an assistant or jv coach wherever they needed me each year and then uh the opportunity came up at st francis which i married a girl from st francis we knew our kids are going to go there so that was kind of the perfect situation and uh and i it I, I guess uh, things happen for a reason, as I always say, and the timing was right. It worked out, and I'm in my fifth year now, and trying to now take some of those things that I learned. Like I said, it's amazing when you get yourself in situations, whether it's with kids with chemistry in a group or you know just a kid you can't connect with, just a lot of different scenarios. And like we were talking earlier, now with social media and all the other technological challenges that kids face, whether they know it or not, um, taking some of those old school mentalities from those coaches that I learned a lot from. It's, it's funny how, how you look back, it's like, man, they were spot on and it was a different time. And they didn't, you know, they, all yep. those same rules apply now that yep. applied then. 
there's just you got to maybe word it a little different because so the kids understand what you're talking about. But at the end of the day, it's 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 crazy how how you know flashbacks in your head like that's what he was talking about 25 years ago. Like, are you kidding me? So then yeah. you have the moment with the kid, and it's like, hey, you know, I got chewed on for this all the time, and it took me till last week to really realize what he was even talking about, and now because I'm dealing with you, you know, so it's uh. It, some great mentors along the way, uh, great experiences along the way, some tough experiences along the way, but, uh, you know, that's what molds us who we are, I guess. People don't change. Uh, you know, it's just a different delivery system uh, that we have to give to the kids. Uh, you know, we were both active in, in sports. You know, uh, I played three sports in high school, and, you know, boy, I tell you, you know, some of the – some of the speeches we got in our locker rooms, boy, I tell you, would be uh, we're we're not for prime time viewing. Let's just say that uh, I went to a Catholic high school in California, so uh, I know okay. what's up with that. Um, but um, you know, again, these 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 lessons, you know, I mean, that's 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 they're they're time tested. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I'm, you know, I remember. I mean, even through the last couple of years with the coronavirus, you know, I and I look at not only coaches, just like, but adults and stuff like that who are in your life, whether it be a teacher, um, you know, a grandparent or whatever. I remember my grandmother, you know, who grew up in the depression area. You know, she was talking about rationing, you know, and the stuff like that. I'm just like, what are you talking about? Right. Twelve years old. I got fifty bucks in my pocket. You know, I got my 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 uh, lawn service money and I got my paper route money in my pocket. You know, I'm ready. And I'm ready for a vacation. And Sony Walkman and my Sony Walkman <laughs> yes, with my yes. with my two CDs, you know, <laughs> yes, yes. which I could never play out loud, you yes. know, around certain crowds and stuff like sure. that. But you know, I I think that it's so important that we do remember these lessons and are able to pass them on, and then also let let some of the kids know where they come from and stuff like that, because I think that they don't they're not going to look at some of the what what they, what's the phrase that they use the boomers, right. you know, oh the, the the boomers and stuff like that. Well, that boomer taught me this and taught me this, right. and if you were to listen to what I was telling you, you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in right now. Right. You know, I kind of look at it, you know, high school, you know, just as far as uh, you know, it's a it's a great experience. You get to make a lot of friends, and a lot of those friends become lifetime. I mean, you're knowing them for the rest of your life, whether they're you know in your wedding, uh, you know, a, a godparent or something like that. But yeah, it, 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 I think it, coaches uh, have a special place in this world and uh, happy for what you're doing and uh, you know, just passing down the life lessons that you've learned along the way. Well, I appreciate that. You, de you definitely can't break clipboards over kids' heads anymore at halftime. No. That, that kind nope. of went away. Yep. Um, that might have ended with me. I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I, you know, one thing that I guess one thing that really stands out with me, something we really push to do is uh, kind of given the why. Unfortunately, I feel like more in this generation than before, mm. you have to explain why mm. a lot. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, whether it's why we run a certain set a certain way, why we defend this way, why I'm yelling at you right now for effort, whatever it is, the more I think the more you make it to where they understand the situation. So back to your point, TJ, you know, hey, I, I, th these lessons were the same 20 something years ago when I was being told it might have been worded different. And my coach at the time didn't explain why, but I've come to find out why. And, you know, the more you kind of break it down for them, I feel like it really connects, especially, I mean, with the instant gratification of social media, you know, kids, if they don't know why they're going to Google it and tell you seven reasons why you're wrong, you know, rather yeah. than no, because I said so. And because this is what we're trying to accomplish and this is yeah. what it means. You don't need to Google it, you know, kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. 
Yes, listen to me. Right, right. All right. Trust, uh, tr- I, I, tr- trust the process. Yeah. Mr. Miyagi didn't give out that yellow car. Yes, you know, without yeah, without right. without without That's without right. painting the fence and all that stuff. He had you know, to earn you'll, it. You'll find out why re- later on. He had to earn it. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing we know about Traverse City, St. Francis. You know, us who uh, you know, State Chan's been around for twenty years. Of course, we think of the Bulla Brothers. You know, and, and we think of football. And uh, but you're you know you, you're you're doing it now on the basketball end. Your team is is off to a great start, but you know, being from from what at least from my perspective is you know traditionally a football school. Uh, you know, w- what do you say now about how basketball is kind of changing things over there? Well, I I told my AD when I came in. I said, uh, you know, we're we're always been known as a football school. How do I make us a football and basketball school? He said, well, name one other school in the state that's both. So well, that's. That's you're you're right. That's tough. You don't hear a lot. You know, they're either a football powerhouse or a basketball powerhouse, and maybe really good at baseball as well. But yeah. you don't usually hear the two of those combined. But um, I mean, we 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 spent a lot of time with our youth when we came in. But you know, and and kind of starting with the foundation of the program and going from there. You know, Wyatt in our group. You know, that junior class we've had them for five years now. You know, so they've kind of they've really figured out the system. But. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think, uh, you know, it. I, I lost my train of thought there. Of course, that was going to happen. Um, You're talking about oh, basketball. Yeah. yeah. So kids, well, talking about basketball, that's yeah, what yeah. we're talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of times you get the question every year because our, our football team has been in the state finals yep. or semis last four or five years. Yep. So every Pretty year. Pretty regularly. I Right. It's like, oh, how do you deal with having six kids at practice for the first three weeks? Right. Like, well, you, you deal with it. Because when we get them, they're coming into us as winners. You know, okay. they're coming into us tough. They're coming into us trained to expect to win, expect yeah. to work hard to win. In shape. What it takes. <laughs> in, in, well, not quite our shape, but right, right, in right. a shape. It, right. Um, okay. In a type That's of true. shape. That is a little true. different on the, the, you know, that, the quick first true. basketball court. Yeah, yeah. But – at the same time, you know, we, we have kids that, uh, you know, they're being trained to win. They're being trained how to win. And I, I think I'll take that. And, I you know, we just learned how to roll with it. We'll take that over the kids that went two and seven in football and been sitting on their butt for the last three weeks waiting for basketball to start. And, you know, they're just kind of come in with their shoulders shrugged, like, well, another season. It's like, no, these kids came off of a successful year. They're coming in, chomping at the bit. We got to kind of teach them what a round ball looks like again for a little bit. And, you know, the first we're never very good at the beginning. I can promise you that we are rusty. We're rough. We're physical. We're too aggressive. We get yelled at for following too much. It's, right. So we have to settle them down a little. But I, they learn a lot of good things from being successful in football that translate over. And, Absolutely. you know, we we've been fortunate with, you know, good kids that come in with that mindset. And, you know, I. I guess the rest of the chips kind of fall where they lay, I guess. Yeah. Well, TJ's going to ask you a little bit about your team uh, coming up here in just a second, this year's uh, version. Um, but I did want to ask you, um, since uh, this is a BCAM sponsor segment, you're a BCAM regional director, uh, and I encourage all coaches to get involved at that level with BCAM at least once in their career. Why do you do it? Well, I like to – I mean – you ask my wife, she says, I can't say no to anything. So I just keep <laughs> saying yes to things. But right, right. Uh, I like, to, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I like to give back. I like to be involved. I, I know a lot of the coaches personally in our area. So I, I just felt like, you know, A, I, it, I guess I was recommended for the spot. But, 
VI was happy to do it because I, I have a pretty good streamline to a lot of the people we need. A lot of the people that aren't members, people that are members, just, I don't know, I, I, I can have a loud voice when I want to, I guess. So um, that can help when you're in those situations, pushing for people or pushing for people's kids. Uh, I, I think uh, a lot of coaches up north, and myself included, think that uh, Northern Michigan doesn't always get the uh, the the spotlight or the uh, the credit that some of the players deserve up here. You know, we've right. had a lot of good college athletes and, you know, some of that's on us. You want, you want to get more recognition, go beat teams from downstate, go down there and prove that you can run with anyone else just the same, you know, make runs in the tournament. But I, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I just, I guess I can't say no to things and I like to help. So yeah. however I can uh, take more time out of my day job and put it towards basketball. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. No, absolutely. And let's get into the 22 version of the Gladiators. Uh, you defeated Oak Rapids 62-45 to on Tuesday night to move your record to 14-1, and 11-0 in the Lake Michigan Conference. TJ, take it away. I love what, and, and to go on what you're talking about with some of the you know guys being recognized, um, you know, from Parallel 45, if I can borrow a line from Steve Bell, or I mean, there is a sign that also says Parallel 45. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, I remember, you know, Sean Sheldon, um, being with uh, Traverse City St. Francis, you know, a dozen years ago and him having a lot of success and then going on to the Division One level. Um, you guys did make a trip down to, to the Breslin Center. Um, I forgot if it was the finals or the semifinals, but, you know. It, the finals, same, they lost to Beecher in 2012. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that, that guy, Monty Morris, man. Jeez. Yes. Uh, you know, if you're going to lose Pretty to somebody, good. I guess, hey, hey I, I played against that guy and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and it'll be, it'll be a fun picture later on, you know, down, down the, down the road and stuff like that. Show it off to your kids. Absolutely. Um, but I got a phone call, uh, I want to say two years ago. River Rouge made a trip up to Traverse City, Traverse City, St. Francis. And Lamonte Stone, the head coach at the time, gave me a call, and he said, Man, they got this kid up there, Wyatt Nasitis. You know, and I don't think that he pronounced it correctly, but I wound up figuring that out after I talked to a few people. Um, but he kind of let me know, and as you know, and as a, a, a former Division One coach, you know, he spoke very, very highly of Wyatt. And you know, ever since then, I've been able to watch him, you know, online, and I've also been able to watch him um, with his AAU team or grassroots team um, during the spring and summer. And I love what that kid, the energy that he brings to the game, uh, the production. He always seems to have like a. Um, uh, a, a pos- the, the positive energy, you know, that you need a lead guard to have. And I think that what, what he does really, you know, it, it carries over to the rest of the team. And I can see that happening in the high school. I've seen it happening, uh, you know, on the, on the grassroots circuit. And I only think that that's going to happen in college. What's it like to have a player like Wyatt, um, you know, playing for, playing for you and getting able to coach him? You know, it's, it's, he's a special player. There's no two ways about it. Um, He's put, I mean, he played football this year, which he was on the fence about just because he wanted to be in the gym. And I'm glad he did. I mean, he was probably near near being the player of the year if they would have won one more game. Um, just a special athlete. But during all that time, 6 a.m., he's in the gym three days a week shooting. He's bugging me to come unlock the balls for him on my way to drop my kids off at school. Um, he's been a gym rat from the day I've known him. Uh, and you know, there's been a lot of hard work to get to where he's at. But man, it's 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 a lot more uh, less stressful when you are in some situations and you got a kid that uh, that can handle it, that's been there, done that a little bit. That 
you know, you can trust in the situation to know what you want, to know how you want something to happen, to understand the situations. Uh, you know, and that comes with playing, playing a lot of, you know, travel ball, playing a lot of just open gyms with older guys. You know, I mean, we, we try to expose our kids to man ball, so to quote unquote, as much as we can, because, I mean, that's how I grew up playing with older guys, older older kids than me and getting beat up and all those things. I mean, that, that toughens you up. So, I, I mean, he's he's put in the time. He's put in the effort. He's, he's gotten bigger and stronger. And, you know, he's starting to be really rewarded for it with how he's been playing. And, and then he's got a great group around him. I mean, it's it's been tough. We've had a couple times teams have tried to run some junk, you know, diamond one, box one, triangle twos on us, and and he's been he's been a very good passer, and uh, you know, getting other guys involved, and that's been a big push for us this year for him is to really get him to that next level. As you can't be the guy shooting the first five shots, you know, we, we know you can get to the rim on the guy one on one just about every time on the floor, but we got to get others going. The more you, they get going, the easier it gets for you. And he's really kind of started to figure that out. And this year, last year, you know, you go from being a freshman, starting with four seniors, no one knows who you are. A average 10, 10 and a half a game, you know, had a, had a good freshman year, kind of broke out as a freshman. Sophomore year comes along, all those seniors graduate. Now you're the man. And that was, you know, they always say, oh, a sophomore slump. I mean, I don't know if it was a sophomore slump, but – it was a big transition, you know, going from just being under the radar, no pressure to all of a sudden you're getting double teamed every time you touch the ball. And, you know, just all of a sudden that pressure of being a captain as a sophomore. I mean, that's that's a lot on a 15 year old kid at that point. So this year, the growth in him from last year, this year is just night and day. I mean, physically, he's he's filled in a lot more. He's put a lot of time in the weight room. But at the same time, mentally in that, you know, controlling his emotions and just that mental toughness part of just understanding it. Hey, I'm going to get doubled a lot. I'm going to see junk, get my other guys going and that loosens up and then start, you know, then, then his game really starts to come to life when, when he's not getting trapped every time he touches it, you know, cause there's other threats around him. And, and a lot of those other threats, you know, credit to him for getting them going because you know, that just helps him out. So it's, it's been a fun year so far. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking we, Hopefully, still got another what eight games left. So uh, that'd be that'd be our goal is to, to win our last one. And you know he's got a, he's going to have a big part of that. So I think trust goes a long way. Um, you know, and and just being a younger guy, I don't know all these guys and stuff like that. But when you start believing in your teammates and and everybody starts believing in in each other, I think you know even the guys on the bench who might not play. You know, they'll, they'll give, you know, a heads up or something like that, whether they're they're whispering to Wyatt or to somebody, hey, they, she's got four fouls on him right there. You know, go, you know, kind of like, hey, take advantage of this opportunity. Let's get him off the court if we can. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, you know, trust just makes just team, the best teams have the most trust. You know, right. um, they, they play within a family. They, they're able to, you know, get on one another's, you know, and, and, and coach them up. You know, I, you know, and, and everybody's got the faith. Well, you know, you're doing it for the right reasons. And the right reasons is so that we can get down uh, to East Lansing you know, at the end of March. And so you're saying you've got eight games. I think you might have maybe uh, uh, 13. So, or, yeah, with my math off, that's what it was, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
I'll no, say absolutely. we got five more regular and then eight more. Yeah, 13. Yeah. That's right. And we talked <laughs> about, uh, uh, you know, getting an opportunity to play other teams. You are going to Grand Rapids this weekend. Uh, and uh, we plan on actually covering that game. What is it, uh, Forest Hills Central? Is that your, you're going up against? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, so um, so that's great. That gives an opportunity uh, in a showcase style to uh, see some other teams and uh, and also get a chance to uh, put your talents on display in kind of a you know a quasi playoff atmosphere. Yeah, um, and and conveniently enough, a good friend of mine, Kyle Carhart's our coach, so that'll be a, a fun fun time to go down and see him too. And nice. you know, we I think we did a pretty good job this year. We unfortunately our our, our league. We're eight deep, and that makes 14 of your 20 games league games. Right. And uh, let's just say they, they haven't all challenged us this year. And when you only have six games non-league to schedule, we've uh, I th- I, we've been fortunate and, you know, relationships help that, uh, been able to get five of our six non-league games as Class A schools, which we do that, obviously, for the intent to be prepared come March because – I don't care if we, you know, we should be playing teams that are supposed to beat us. And if we win some of them, you know, or we're right there, that's making us better. You don't get better winning by 50. So um, looking forward to Saturday. Obviously, we've got one, another league game tomorrow to take care of first. But uh, Saturday's going to be fun. Uh, be fun to be in that atmosphere. I know Cadillac's playing Hudsonville in front of us. So we, you know, we scrimmage Cadillac. We scrimmage Hudsonville in the offseason. So, we know those guys. It'll be kind of cool to see that and just be in that atmosphere different from what we're used to on every night. And, uh, yeah, really, really challenge ourselves a little bit, hopefully. So, Cool. Cool. Absolutely. Hey, I, I, I tell you what, I'm going to try to make it over there. We've got this quarterfinal uh, at Birmingham Marion. Or is it Bloomfield Hills Marion, Birmingham yes, Marion? Yes. I'm at there right next to Brother Rice. They can yeah. they can arm wrestle it out. But yeah. uh, you know, I I, I know that uh, Brandon Guyton does a fantastic job of hosting events. Um, you know, in Grand Rapids, which has started you know six seven years ago, and I think that first game was uh, uh, Baldwin versus Paw Paw. You know, so it's great to see you know, great to see him evolve. You know, as far as you know, um, you know, just having bringing in more teams and stuff like that. And I am excited about a lot of a lot of basketball um, in the northern region of the Lower Peninsula. Yeah. Because um, you know, I look over at you know Preston Mall Pass over at East Jordan, who I think you know is an outstanding player. I know Cadillac's got some guys. Um, you know, we were able to bring Ludington down and uh, you know down to the Motor City Roundball Classic this past uh, December. You know, and get to see uh, you know Peyton uh, Peyton Lacombe, who's going to met. Who's going to Michigan Tech? Um, you know, but to, yep. to have them come down and you know and and they and I'm talking with their coach and he's like, hey, you know, we we got beat by 30, but you know this is exactly what we wanted right. and what we needed. And you know, and then I look, you know, I'm on the MHSA website over there, you know, and they wind up winning their next five or six games by double digits. And so you know, it, I think that it's one of those things where you know it's great for you guys to come down, uh, you know, whether it be Grand Rapids, hopefully in the round ball next year or wherever, where you guys can really find you know that much compet- the, the competition that you're looking for that can carry you on you know, to where you're looking to go. And I think that that's so important, you know, for division three schools, division four schools, you know, to really go and find some talent that you're not going to find, that they're not going to find on the regular schedule. And I say that even with, 
you know, Detroit Douglas, you know, yeah, you're a city team, but when you start getting in the in the quarterfinals and maybe even the regional finals, you know, of the Division Fours and Division Three tournaments, then you're going to see a different brand of basketball where you know guys are going to be zoning. You know, you talked about you know the um, you know the the diamond traps and all you know the the extra you know the other defenses, the gimmicks, you know, gimmick defenses, you know, but that's what Pierre Brooks was seeing a lot last year as they went further down, you know, further on in the playoffs. But hey, I I, gr- I greatly appreciate appreciate what you're doing and uh yeah you know to see gladiator gladiator basketball you know where you know i think we're uh, they're pretty good you know 15 years old 16 years ago but you know it's gonna be great to see you back down at the breslin well that, that's the goal that's the goal last night our game we, we wore uh, the throwback uniforms of the 2012 team the last time we've been down there so hopefully uh you know we, we can carry a little bit of that luck with us too and that's right see what we can do yeah, the Navy and Vegas gold. We love that. That's uh, that's a great color combination. Um, all right, well, uh, one more thing uh, real quick. Uh, BCAM has introduced, officially launched the One Team Campaign. I'm sure you're familiar with that effort, trying to promote unity among the team, schools, and community. What are your thoughts on that endeavor? Well, um, I, I think it's a great program. I think it's the the goals of it are are, are there. I think uh, you know the big thing is getting it out to people, getting it to where we're getting some action out of it, uh, not just you know on the website. So I, right. I think the more coaches know, the more you know we push on leagues to maybe do some different things. I mean, prior to COVID, our league was already doing the whole kids line up at half court, inter, you know, every other with the other team right. and yeah. You know, and then obviously COVID changed some protocols for a little while. But uh, uh, no, I, I, th- I think it's a good thing. I mean, w- we all we all want to see healthy competition. We want to see kids compete and get after each other. But at the end of it, you know, you might be a teammate with that kid in the spring. You might be playing a macker with that kid. Well, we used to play mackers. Kids don't play mackers anymore. Right, but right, right. you know, you know, then you might be playing somewhere with that kid, or you right. know, he might be a college teammate. He might you be, can live live around you know, the corner from. Yeah. yeah, he could be your boss someday. You know, yeah, I yeah. I think back to kids that I just couldn't stand in high school. And it's like, why was I so caught up in high school rivalry drama with a kid that I didn't really even know? You know, we, we had those 32 minutes, you know, twice a year that we got after each other and it became personal. It's like, right. and this was before social media. Now they can attack each other all over. Uh, so I think, I think it's a good thing to kind of, you know, settle some, some of that down and and uh, just bring to light the fact that, you know, it is a sport. We are trying to just help these kids become young men. And there's a lot bigger world out there past high school basketball. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, one final question, uh, kind of a poll we've been doing all season long. Your thoughts on the shot clock? Uh, we've seen several trials with this. Do you want to see it implemented someday or not? Um. I've been on record answering this a few times now, oh, but okay. I, right, I, right. I think, no, no, that's fine. I, I think we, uh, I think we're a ways off from that, to be honest. Okay. I think, okay. I think there's probably, we could let about half the country try it and see all the issues they're going to have before we do it. I think, mm-hmm. I think schools struggle enough with officials and scorekeepers and guys who run the clock. Now you have to train someone else to run another system as well as the officials who are again, tough enough to get, Right. Uh, now they have something else they have to manage, and I, I have heard from friends that travel out of the out of the area, out of the state for AU and different things, and have have had tournaments with it. And every game there's issues. You know, there's always something 
you know, another huddle at the table to figure out if the ball hit the rim or when it did, it should it have been reset. You know, I honestly, I, I think we should be putting more effort into fixing or building off of what we started with our ranking system for the postseason. I think the fact that we seed the top two teams and the others are alphabetical within a district that, I mean, look at my district. We have three of the top 10 teams in the state in class C in my district. Right. And no matter how you slice it, the third place team could play us the first game rather than right. us playing a fifth or sixth seed it, just because of the alphabet. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, most areas you could you could see it all the way through a regional and you're still not going to have any more than an hour, hour and a half of travel like you would with anything else. So I, I think right. there's there's other things we have in place right now that could use some tweaking before we introduce something that is going to cause a lot of headaches um, probably more headaches than good, at least out of the gate. Um, I'm not saying I would never like it. I just, I don't think we're there yet. Well, how about 22 games? All day long. I like to ask yes yeah. questions. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take 30 games. We, we want to come yeah. down to the Motor City Bowl. We want to go yeah. to you know, yeah. every, 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 everything we can do. I'm in. I just, I that's, and like I said, we only get six non-conference games. So you give me two, four, six, eight more games. We're going to, yeah, well, I, I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question that can happen. So, uh, all right. Well, that's good. I, yeah. The seating. Yes. That's a, yeah. you know, I know that Dan Young, you know, personally has been here, you know, we've talked a lot about seating and, 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 and it seems like the MHSA now is really open to, you know, expanding beyond what it is now for sure. And um, you will see, we'll see what happens. Hey coach, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. Like I said, state champs is going to cover that game on Saturday. So we'll have uh, highlights of that next week, but uh, you know, good luck. And uh, you know, hopefully we will see you at the Breslin, uh, you know, uh, in a month's time. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that guys. And uh, I hope to see you down there too. Okay. All right. Coach, thanks, thanks again. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right, well, once again, we thank Coach Finnegan. Now it's time to get in some rankings talk. But before we do, I want to tell you the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female Athlete of the Year Awards are seeking student-athletes to nominate right now. And I'm telling you, uh, we need to get your nominations in. You cannot be nominated unless you apply. So if you're a first-team uh, first All-State athlete or projected to be one in your sport, say, this winter or in the spring, uh, and you're a senior – uh, and you've got decent grades, uh, and you know you're a leader on your team. Uh, we really want you to fill out the application and uh, and submit it because, quite frankly, it's one of the most prestigious high school awards in the state. Uh, we've had previous nominees and winners like uh, Cassius Winston, Foster Lawyer was uh, a nominee, David DeJulius. Uh, was a nominee. In fact, uh, the first ever winner of the Male Athlete of the Year 25 years ago was Shane Battier. So, you know, you're being good company if you get an opportunity to uh, be at the awards. Uh, so uh, check that out. Uh, you can uh, go to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. You can download the application and send it in. 
So we encourage you to do that. The deadline is March 4th. Also, we thank our newest supporter, the Goodman Acker Law Firm. During the most difficult times of your life at Goodman Acker, you work with the same attorney and team the entire length of your case. They fight for you just like they would a member of their own family. Experienced, ethical, aggressive. Mention you heard about Goodman Acker on State Champs, and they'll provide you with the free assessment of your case. Goodman Acker, good decision. Call 1-800-TRUSTED. We thank all of our partners in support and hang time. All right, TJ, your latest rankings are up right now at statechampsnetwork.com. What would you like to say about what's going on? I Week like, 10. Hey, uh, man, I'm the 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 whirlwind that this season has been i know we've seen quite a few teams that have that have been number 1 uh you know early in the season i'm glad williamston is saving me that 20 seconds yeah. um every every week you know by winning yes. uh, so i could just keep them right at number 1 um but you know i thought i thought that when in these new rankings i had to re- i had to reward university of detroit jesuit for winning the catholic league title yep. um King uh, with the, the top. Catholic League Central Ca- title, Catholic yeah, League yeah. Central title, playoffs going yep. on now. And then yes. with then with the Detroit Public Schools, you know, uh, you know, uh, the only undefeated team is Detroit King. So you know they get they get rewarded as well. Yeah, I was uh, maybe I was a little too late, but Flint Beecher I have at number five. I think that they're very worthy of that. They want to be in Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Mm-hmm. The only team that they've lost to is Detroit King, and I've had the opportunity to watch them a few more times on video. Um, Carmelo Harris playing very, very well, started to pick up a couple of Division II offers recently, which is great for him. I think that they've got some other guys in the, you know, in the fold that will wind up coming along and, you know, even, let's say this, making their name and following in the path that the many guards and players before them um, are coming through. But yeah. um, Grand Blank, a big mover. Uh, I believe they went from what I had, number 15 to number 12. Um, you know, in their win over uh, Ferndale, I did bump Ferndale down a little bit. Um, but, yeah, you still got a lot of those Catholic League teams, you know, the Catholic League Central teams, yeah. um, you know, that are that are in between, you know, 6 and, you know, 11. And I think I've got I Catholic mean, or- Central. Orchard Lake was number one yeah. at one point, yeah. and you've got them at number 10 now. Yeah. Um, Brother Rice, you know, they, they weren't able to beat Brother Rice in University of Detroit Jesuit yeah. um, during the regular season. Right. I imagine that we will probably see them uh, play both of those teams, if not one more time, if not mm-hmm. two more times. Um, right. Because it might be Catholic League playoffs, and then you've got the state playoffs. Yep. Brother Rice and Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the same uh, district. Yeah. So that should be fun. I'm sure all the other teams are enthused. <laughs> right. uh, but, yeah, um, after that, uh, it was pretty much the the same um, the same order, you know, outside of Grand Blank being bumped up. Yeah. Um, you know, Muskegon did drop a game a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the other big mover is uh, my guy over at, over at Cass Tech, Steve Hall. All right. You know, hey. All, all that all the phone work is finally getting it done you know yes. it was, it was you know I, i'm finding my position in life and you know and now the cast tech is in the top 10 securely in the top 10 um you know they they they're definitely worthy of what they're doing and yeah. you know they've got so much depth and and one thing that coach Finnegan was talking about you know he gets to bring in some of his football guys and you know, basketball, Cast Tech could be that team. Uh, they could emerge and be a basketball and a football powerhouse. We're just waiting on Cast Tech basketball, you know, to match what football has done. But then yeah. you also got King, you know, who can maybe do the same thing, and they just won a state championship. Yeah. So, you know, when, what Coach Finnegan was talking about with, uh, you know, being a powerhouse in two different sports, you know, I think that, that you know, there's reservations for maybe, you know, three or four, maybe five schools, you know, in the entire state. You know they can live up to that billing. So. Yeah, and lastly, you moved Marshall 
into the top twenty-five. You got logjam yep. there at twenty-five, yep. but uh, yeah. they're in. Yeah, I, I you know I, I figured what better way to do have a three-way tie than to have a four-way tie at the twenty, <laughs> you know, for the uh, at twenty-five. But yeah, uh, Marshall's done fantastic. Um, you know, they wound up beating um, Coldwater. They wound up beating Battle Creek, Penfield, um, and they are all but wrapped up the Interstate Eight uh, Conference Championship. So you know, hats off to them. Uh, and, you know, if you don't know where Marshall, again, is just north of the Indiana border. Right. Um, it's fantastic. I used to stop right there. My mom used to drag me to this coffee place that she used to like going and heading down to my grandmother's back 30 years ago. In but Marshall. In Marshall. In Marshall, Michigan. So okay. I'm very familiar with very familiar with that area and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just in Grand Rapids Christian also moved in the top 25 because they bought, but uh, they wound up beating an undefeated Grand Rapids Northview team. And Grand Rapids Christian is one of those teams. I think they only lost to Grand Rapids Catholic Central to start the season by three or four points. But they are a team in Division Two who can maybe do a little bit of shaking up. There's a if there's a dark horse, maybe it's Benton Harbor and Grand Rapids Christian to come over from that west side. But hey, I, at the end of the day, I'm super excited for. Uh, you know, the, the three weeks of great basketball that we're going to have in March yeah. before we wind up getting into the state finals because they're going to be, the, I think they're going to be a lot of surprises. Yeah. The cream will rise to the top. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That's what you practice for. That's right. We're waiting. We're waiting. All right. Hey, guys, that's all the time we have for this week's Hang Time Michigan podcast. Please check out the Hang Time digital video talk show we've got recaps uh tj talked up benton harbor this week and he also kind of gave you a little breakdown of all the uh league championships and conference championships that are going on some of the schedule there so that uh, you can be up to date on that uh the show premieres fridays all over the state champs social media pages and the website statechampsnetwork.com we've also got a free streaming app that you can download so you can watch our shows right on your television screen at home. So uh, I invite you to follow TJ Keller, uh, Kelly on Twitter at ScoopIPS. Uh, I am State Champs LP on Twitter. And so uh, I'm Lauren Plant. And for TJ, we'll see you.